This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Nebraska Preps Post Game with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. That's the big voice guy. That means we're back for another week of Nebraska Preps Post Game, and I'm with my man, Jacob Padilla. The best in the business. Jacob, how – well, we kind of had holidays, but in the real holidays, how how was the many, many break? <laughs> it was good. Uh, stayed home for a few days. My The battery in my car died, so uh, I couldn't really go anywhere for, for a stretch, but uh, timed it well. So, um, yeah, yeah, we're uh, – it was excited to be back this week in gyms and uh, spent the last few days at WS and saw some good basketball. So I heard from athletic directors – that the moratorium over Christmas break is like the best time of the year. <laughs> Did you take advantage of the moratorium at all? Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, like I said, I c- couldn't really go anywhere for a few days. Got got to see family uh, yeah. on Christmas. Um, yeah, so it, it was good. Just got to relax a little bit. Before we get into the real nuts and bolts, with the tournament being postponed and the moratorium, if you, if I make you the czar of Metro Holiday tournaments, what does the schedule look like for you in terms of break and practice time? Yeah, that man. You, there uh, was a ton of consternation. Yeah, there but was, this may be the year where they'll revisit it now. I, I think they handled it really well. Like I, I think they pulled off the tournament well. Obviously, four days and five, uh, uh, four games in five days. That, that's a bit much for the teams going uh, to the championship. Um, it was fortunate for Bellevue West that Abraham Lincoln offered to move their game back to Thursday so they didn't have to make it five and six. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it, it went pretty well. I Personally, like, obviously it would have been better for the teams and everything to get that first game in before the break, have the moratorium come back and be Practice recharged or whatever. Um, but for me personally, this worked out well because I got it instead of – home sites in the first round got to see uh, a bunch of the the first round games at Bellevue West and then all the quarterfinals and um, just for me I got to see more of the games so it worked out well for me uh, but I'm not the one out there uh, running around and putting in all that effort and yeah the, the no practicing I'm sure 
Uh, coaches did not feel great going into those first games because yeah, I, of the moratorium. But this was really the only way they could pull this off this year because of the weather. I, I, was, I was with Tom Kirkman, who's West Side's AD, on the way down to Kansas City and back, which was the day before yeah. they made the cancellations of what was going to be the original start of the holiday tournaments due to what they thought was um, pending weather. And there is so much that goes into the organization and planning that, I mean, there's all sorts of unintended consequences if you don't strategically plan. So I kind of feel for those ADs in terms of trying to pull it off. And I know there were a lot of grumble bugs about the host site and this, that, and the other. And I don't know. I think given what they had to work with, I I just don't know what the other alternatives would have been. That's exactly right. Um, You have to have a gym location where a big gym – capable of handling it they don't have other things getting in the way um i i think wes john morrow those guys did a great job hosting the yeah morrow's fantastic and i mean mike Sauter wrote about that and kind of his uh his recap of kind of the whole thing just like how pulled it off without a hitch obviously i mean if you're not a bellevue west fan you probably feel some type of way about the home site but it'll probably be somebody else hosting next and, year and, so. that, and that and those monies go back to the metro yeah. so i don't want people to to be bent out of shape that bellevue west you know, kept the gate because that's not how it happens. Now, they did get the concessions, but with the, the money going back to the Metro, they had to rebuild that kitty after the yeah. last couple of years playing off-site. And, that, and that's, like, obviously it would be ideal to play it in an arena setting like we had the, the last several years, but it just uh, wasn't physically or uh, fiscally um, feasible Possible. at this point because of the amount of money that it cost them last year to use Baxter. Yeah. They, they just weren't going to be able to so, – Yes, um, it would be better. Uh, I, I personally perf- like the arena setting. Just post up all day, uh, watch all the games, get to see a, a bunch of, of the, the consolation games and everything, like all that. Um, but w- with what they had to work with, I think they did a good job. And, and the basketball turned out to be pretty darn good, too. Uh, you want to go Metro or Hack? Let's, uh, let's just knock out the Metro, then go to Hack, and okay. then maybe touch on a few other okay. results. Um, lot, <laughs> a lot to discuss here, obviously, uh, boys and girls. Uh, Wowzer. Congrats to Bellevue West. Yeah. <laughs> um, home team making a run to the title. So how about one it was expected, one maybe not so much. So how about this? In both the Hack and the Metro, boys, girls, sweet. Yeah. With Lincoln High. That's true. Boys and girls. Bellevue West, boys and girls. How about that? <laughs> I'd uh, be hard-pressed to find uh, the last time that. I know Bellevue West won in uh, 2013-14. The boys and girls both won it. Um Look back at that. But yeah, I'm because the boys hadn't won it just themselves since 20, was it 19 or 18 was their last one? Yeah, it's been a few years. Cause yeah, I think 19, I believe, was the last. So a, 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 a male-female sweep. Yep, 18-19. A, a sweep in terms of the Metro Holiday Tournament. So how about that? Yeah. So uh, where do you want to start, boys or girls? Uh, let's go girls. Okay. Um, Bellevue West entered only one loss, but it was to a Papio South team, second game of the year. Strangest seven seed ever. They had a lot of close wins. They weren't necessarily blowing out other teams at like Millard South and uh, Millard North, the other teams they had no problem with. They were close games. I talked to Coach uh, Dane Bacon after, and he said, yeah, like with the players they lost last year, we were figuring some things out and kind of sat down after the, the Papio South loss and like, all right, we got to figure this out. We got to do what it takes to, to win as a team. Uh, and since then, like, they, they got on a roll once they, they got into the tournament. So there's a couple of three things I think they do really well, and I've got to I gotta rewind with their first upset, which was 
over Miller North, who I felt like still may be the best team in the state. If not, um, they're right there. I think, it, and we'll see if if Bellevue West can sustain. I think they can, but I'll tell you what: if you have a cause for concern for Bellevue West, I'll tell you what it is compared to Miller South and Miller North. Miller North offensively, much more conventional. The ability to shoot well from behind the arc. They take pretty good care of the basketball. They're either shooting layups or threes. Millard South plays with pace. They turn you over. They have a style of play that I think they're accustomed to. Really physical. Right? They touch. They clutch. They make sure they get underneath you. Bellevue West, and you and I just haphazardly kind of brought this up, the rare times that you'll text during a game. They make so many tough contested twos. They're shots that you think when they're, they're being attempted, you're like, oh, okay, we'll live with that. But they have two guards uh, that, ha- that take and make tough shots where if it happens enough over time, I think you're just going to have to tip your cap. But we saw all tournament, boy, that t- – like – those were some tough contested twos. Now, this is outside of Dotzler's fantastic three-point shooting percentage because she was 5 of 6 against Miller North, and she shot it well. 4 of 5. Against, uh, yeah. <laughs> against Miller. 9 of 11 in the, uh, the quarters and the semis. That'll so get you in the championship. That's pretty good, yeah. right? But So I wonder if that's sustainable. But the way they play with Coach Bacon – they turn the corner, they get downhill, maybe it is sustainable. Yeah, and so the two things for them to focus on is um, Naomi White and Annika Russell-Brown. They're Naomi so good Annika. off the bounce. Oh. They, they can get where they want. One, they've got to they've finish a little bit better at the rim once they get there, and two, they've got to take better care of the ball. Um, those two are that let them back seven in turnovers against Miller North. Exactly right. Um, those are the two areas for improvement if they want to sustain this, but – in terms of physical ability, talent, they're a well-rounded team. Kenzie Melcher had been quiet all game, hit some huge shots down the stretch of the fourth quarter how, to win that how thing. How clutch is she at the foul line? And Danny Coyer, um, huge. She did not miss a shot in the championship. Uh, girl that missed the first seven games of injury, came back for the tournament, uh, and was one of the most important pieces in, in the championship game. So they, they had a freshman starting uh, in the front court. She goes down. Coyer comes back, yep. steps right in, and uh, plays really well in the tournament. So they're, they're a well-rounded team. they got a lot of pieces. Again, those are the two areas that they're going to need to dial in on. Um, but um, Naomi White has had a phenomenal season, averaging over 18 a game. Boy, she is a tough handful shots. off the bounce. She is a tough shot maker. And a tough shot taker. And she's shooting forty-two percent from three, yeah. plus the mid-range pull-ups. Like the and like she, she really knows how to get to her spot on that little seventeen-foot jumper, step back, just my good form. F- my favorite thing, she knows how to use her frame too. Yeah, 100%. she is very good at playing angles and knowing. Like, I think she's more comfortable when she can feel you. Yeah, because she knows how to utilize space and create space. Six and a half boards as, as a 5'9 guard as well. So, um, so uh, kind of backtracking here, Bel- uh, Bellevue West, they, they beat Miller North 64-60 in the final. Phenomenal um, offensive start, and then they were able to hold on just enough as yeah. Miller North made its run. Um, had Maya Sowell made some big plays down the stretch. Adelon Rooney made some, some big buckets for them late to try to get Miller North back in it. But in they, the almost, end, they almost got away with not shooting it very well because Bellevue West – turn the ball over yeah. in that third quarter. Uh, but Miller North couldn't make threes or free throws. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and then Bellevue West ran into Omaha Central uh, in the, the, 
the quarterfinal or the semifinals and 67-56 again 9 of 20 from 3 in the mm-hmm. first three quarters and then in the fourth quarter they didn't even attempt the three it was all free throws layups ball control trying to hold on to that lead and they did it well enough to to come out the 12 of 16 from the free throw line in the fourth um and again Zyle Dotsler 9 of 11 from 3 in those two games combined just complete like Naomi White is kind of done what she's been doing. Like, that was the difference of Bellevue West getting off to this run was Dotsler stepping up. She'd averaged about uh, six and change points going into the tournament, uh, shooting okay, but not anything like that. And she was just absolute money from that corner. And they kept getting her good looks. So you're darn if you do, darn if you don't. You couldn't stop dribble drive penetration. So you collapse defensively. Dotsler sits in the corner, and you you don't stay attached. And boy, did she make teams pay. She was, I was counting. Well, we were, I was 20 feet from you. (laughs) She started five of, was it five of five in the quarters against, or was it four of five? She was four of five and then, uh, or four for four, and then the fifth one. Rattled around and, and pop back out. Yeah, that was it right in front of yeah. And, and I then was she like, hit another one. And I was like, is she really going to go six yeah. to six from the straight? But and she, it was all from the left corner, too. Yep. The, so I walked over there because that's where I was sitting with some of the admin a couple of days later after those games. There's X's on the floor, like for whatever the reason. I'm sure it's for drills or whatever. There's these little red X's. I'm like, oh, that's the Dotzler X. Because all I could think of in my head was <laughs> – that's the corner where she made like seven of the threes. I think she was standing on that X. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so that's how Bellevue West got to the final. On the other side, Millward South beat Gretna by 20 uh, in the quarters and then um, beat Bellevue East, who won a grinder against Millward West, um, held on down the stretch. That was a really good back-and-forth game. I, I completely agree. Um, 59-56 was the final on that one. And then 84-67, Millward South. They just hit them with uh, – Bellevue East got off to a great start. Then Millard South hit them with a 14-0 run and then never looked back. It was, it was all that pressure. Both teams shot the ball really well. Mm-hmm. Like, when they got shots off, they scored over 50% from the field, shot really well from three. And that it's, was Bellevue East's first loss of the season. It's just Millard South, they, they, their game is a possessions battle. They're going to crash your offensive glass. They're going to press. They're going to trap. They're going to force turnovers. They're going to get more shots than you. They're not going to be super efficient – um, they force up some tough shots. They're really physical, trying to go to the basket, draw, trying to draw contact, but they don't always get the call because they're the one initiating it. Uh, Cora um, Olson yeah, to end the game particular. yesterday, right? Where I know she wanted the call, but I think Coach Bryce thought that yeah. was maybe a foul. She got a good look at it, but it's hard to officiate because yeah. that's how they play. But so because of that, they, they don't need to be the most efficient because they're going to get more cracks at uh, yeah. cracks at it than you are, and that's what happened in that Bellevue East game. They they just. 20 turnovers they forced. They only turned it over seven times. That's a ball game right there. So that was an 84-67 win for Millward South. To get back to the final, the three-time reigning champion, Millward South, mm-hmm. uh, th- those seniors going for a sweep uh, during their careers. And Bellevue West, again, just really impressive. It was 55-53, um, back and forth the whole way. Uh, Bellevue West pulled ahead late. Um, they were up by six uh, in the final minute, I believe. And then – Miss front end, two or three turnovers. Uh, Millard South, we Cora saw. Olsen, two free throws, Cora Olsen bucket. Let, let all scorers. I think what she, she finished 22. with like 22. Yeah. Yep. Um, but 
Maya Babbitt, only 14. Um, Chloe Lemon, who we weren't even sure she was going to be able to play. I didn't think she felt great. I didn't, I didn't think she was going to be able to play at all just based on the way she left that semifinal left. And had it taped yeah. watching the semifinals of the boys game. Yeah, uh, ice, on, ice, ice on the mean. back of that, uh, that, that Achilles area. Um, she had to leave the central game early, left on crutches. Um, I, so I saw her out there and uh, warming up. I was like, oh, wow. She's, and they she's already starting. aren't deep. Yeah, and it – so that that's kind of what North South problem there. Those uh, those three scored all but two of their points. Yeah. Um, Juliana Jones is kind of struggling through an injury right now. Um, they need her. Once we get to March, they need her healthy to be another option. And then Lexi Finkenbeiner was really good in, in the first few rounds and yeah. just couldn't get anything going in, in the final. So that's going to be the key for them is can they get something outside of just those three that can, everybody knows about? Can you believe Lexi at one point was at Miller North? How about that collection of talent that well, could have been for the youngins? I think Calliott too, right? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, for back sure. Back at Millard West. Yeah. So it just had – and they already have like 16 players on the varsity roster. And Coach Paulson, can, Miller North can play 10. You saw that. It doesn't matter what the score of the game is. He can play 10. And a bunch of them are freshmen, sophomores. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, North North is definitely one of the deepest teams. We'll see if they can um, kind of get uh, right the ship after that disappointing start to the tournament. But credit to Bellevue West again. Um, they they hung on there. They, they did just enough, got off to a great start, and then held on in that fourth quarter to get the win. And uh, so they, they're now, what, 9-1, 10-1, something? 9-1. 9-1. Uh, uh, after and they've won eight straight now. So between, and we'll see what happens with Kenzie Williams. So I'll put Southwest to the side. Kennedy, I'm sorry. Yeah. If you have Lincoln High, Lincoln Pius, the tenth, Millard North, Millard South, Bellevue West, in the last handful of years, and I know Millard South hasn't won it, but they've been the prohibitive yeah. fave, outside of maybe people thinking, oh, if Central takes care of the basketball. Is this as competitive as you've seen the top end? It, man, I, I was really impressed with what I saw at the Metro. Um, I, I've just kind of been easing into it. The girls have only seen a, a handful of girls' games I, I happen to have to watch it a yeah. ton. I uh, say have to. I don't mean have to. I uh, get to. Uh, Maya Soul made some big plays uh, in that fourth quarter to give Miller North a chance in that, uh, that Bellevue West game. Uh, but um, I've not seen anybody from Lincoln yet, so I've got to kind of see them. Uh, again, like you said, you don't – with Kennedy Williams, that's such a bummer. Um, especially coming off of the run that Southwest made in the, the state tournament last year. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. It's, it's got a chance to be pretty darn good in, in that class. Well, you look at the, there are a lot of, lot of teams with really good records early on compared to the boys where you got one team and then everybody else beating each other up. And, and I say all that to say it's not like, you know, you want to play Bellevue East on any given yeah, night either. No. I mean, there, there are some good quality teams in that top six, seven slots. No doubt. So should be a fun, fun, uh, fun season on the girls' side. Yeah. Does your business need easy, competitive financing for trucks or equipment? Currency is here to help. Currency specializes in finding the best available rates and terms for construction equipment, farm machinery, trucks, and trailers. In fact, customers can get loans for up to $500,000 with little or no money down and terms up to seventy-two. Months. Currency can also help if you're getting serious about buying new or used motorhomes, which I like. Fifth wheels, I also like. Not sure who's going to drive, but that's a DB thing. Or a utility vehicle. Just fill out the application and the currency finance team will get to work finding a lender with the most competitive options. It's quick, secure, and free to use. That's a beautiful thing. Currency is equipment financing made simple. 
Visit GoCurrency.com for details. Flipping over to the boys now. Uh, again, another another Bellevue West uh, title on this one, but they entered the tournament as a prohibitive favorite, and uh, they have now won 10 games, uh, all 10 of their games, by 22 or more points. That's pretty dominant. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, uh, that, that's pretty dominant. Um, they... they <laughs> Opened with a – they destroyed Bellevue East in, in the first game. They, they beat Elkhorn South. They almost put 100 on them. They, they beat – How about the crowd, like, cheering that on? I kind of <laughs> – it made me a little uneasy. Yeah, uh, they, they decided to uh, pull it out on the last yeah. possession uh, and run out the clock instead of shooting. And the, the fans weren't happy about it. They wanted to see triple digits. But uh, uh, probably a smart move there from, from Coach Woodard and, and that crew. But, um, yeah, it took – and then in the semifinals, Bellevue West 79, Omaha West Side 52. And we talked about it, uh, and this this showed up more in, in the championship. But as much as we talk about Dotsler and Jackson and the talent on the team and the depth, the thing that separates Bellevue West right now is their defense. It's, there's z- zero question. First possession of that West Side game, we talked about it. West Side uh, won the jump, uh, tried to go into their dribble weave. Every single handoff, they're getting pushed farther, farther away from the basket. At the end of it, they, they caught somebody, I don't even remember who it was, but caught the ball with the eight seconds on the shot yeah. clock near half court. Yeah. Uh, they got nowhere with that just because of how aggressive WS is, pushing you out a little bit more. They're right in your face. They switch everything they need to. They rotate well on the backside. They've got size to, to, to finish off the, with the defensive rebound. Um, Jackson, Dostor, those guys are really good at playing the passing lanes. Stuvey's got length as well. So. And this was a weekend in which you saw – Jaden Jackson, who we've talked about having more than just the ability to shoot. First two plays in that game, what'd he do? He got on the offensive glass, which he's very capable of doing. I actually think he's one of the sneakiest good offensive rebounders in the Metro. He just leaks out on so many fast breaks that he's not on the glass. Yeah. He's very capable of being a good offensive rebounder. His, his arms are so long and he's so active. Really good athlete. It, it, like you see it more and more, the athleticism popping. And, which is, and it's interesting because he hasn't grown. He, yeah. he had his sprout last year. Where I was like, oh, my gosh, he got long. So he's still about the same height, but those arms are amazing, and as is his anticipation. It, he was – Three inches taller, four inches taller, he'd be high major. Guys oh. would be all over him right oh. now, like the, based on everything else he's doing right now. Yeah. Um, but uh, so 79-52 against Westside uh, Warriors. Backcourt just uh, – this team will go as far as um, C.J. Mitchell and Caleb Benning take yeah, them. I agree. Uh, Tate Oddbody ended up with 20. He had got off to a good start, got some of those buckets late, but um, – the, the, Kevin Stubblefield, same thing. Like, he, he had a really good first two games and then was really quiet in, in the championship. He struggled to finish through contact, finish contested shots around the basket. And, and, and then ha- handling the basketball, too. He's got to take – Westside is a team, and I, I see him so much, and I think you'd agree with this. When they're dribbling the ball so much, that's not going to be a good basketball team unless they're finishing at the rim, right? You have They have to drive with purpose because a lot of times they're busy – handling the basketball, and not being productive. And this is a team that I think has got to have the ability to make con- contested two-pointers because they're not always going to shoot it well from behind the arc. Uh, exactly right. And, and we, we talked about, it, like, this team isn't what it could be down the stretch. Benning's still not 100%. He was really good uh, in that uh, that Elkhorn South game, I think it was. Either and, Elkhorn and, South or Elkhorn East. Um, 
uh, and then quiet in, in the semifinal. C.J. Mitchell um, hasn't quite – you saw little signs of it later in that game. Second half, he made some – got some buckets, knocked down a couple of jumpers. But uh, coming off that injury, like, that fourth quarter is for us like, okay, that, that's, that's what C.J. looked like before he got hurt. So that's kind of going to be the thing to watch with Westside is, like, how consistent can those guys be yeah. where – when can they get back to all right? Every game out, we're, we're going to be. Um, I mean, you have to, you have to be able of. to pencil them in between thirteen and sixteen and taking care of the ball. Exactly right, and it didn't happen that that game. So that's uh, you're going to have to play your A game against Bellevue West to beat them. And Westside certainly did that, not do that. So Bellevue West advanced to the final. On the other side, um, man, Creighton Prep, kind of like Bellevue West coming in here. They were three and three coming into the tournament. They picked up three wins in the tournament. In a, in a weird way, and I was going back and forth with uh, Faux Woodard, let's yeah. just say. I liked – I picked Prep to beat Gretna, but I did not think Prep would look as good as they did in the first half against Bellevue West. But now Prep has my attention because I still think they're starting to figure some things out in their backcourt. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you talk about Gretna. I was at that first game when yeah. it was at Prep. Um, back and forth down the stretch. Gretna pulled out a close one. Um, this time, Prep got him back. Uh, 62-61 was the final. Um, man, just hectic Those finish two teams thing. in the last three years have had some fantastic basketball games. No <laughs> doubt. And Prep, they, they, they got the, the bucket to go ahead and then survive the last 20 seconds, I think is how you'd put it. That forced a miss, got the rebound, had it taken away, got it back, ball tipped out of bounds. They uh, How many times did you check the clock? Yeah. You, you just kept checking to see, oh, that was only three seconds that went off? Oh, that was only four seconds that went off? <laughs> it's a long 25 seconds. Turned it over, then turned it over right back. Like, it's just uh, a, a crazy finish to that game. And then finally you get the, the ball inbounded um, to Alex Wilcoxon, fakes a handoff, drives baseline, and then Trinell Parker, we, we mentioned him kind of coming on. He's emerged as a backup big for them. Gets back in the play, blocks it. Might have been a foul. It uh, depends on which side you're looking at. But uh, well, no, he, there's he, a lot of folks in green yeah. that had the moans and groans. At the very least, he challenged it enough to where it was a call the officials had to make. He didn't just foul him. He didn't give up on the play. Mm-hmm. He went and challenged it high. Um, so put it on the, on the officials to make a call, and they didn't. Um, so, so prep uh, escaped there. Um, Dylan Clawson, really good. Um, P.J. Newble, we'll talk about him in the semifinal, but uh, had a really strong tournament. Um, Joey Rieschel was hitting some big shots, so th- they won that one. Miller North on the other side took down Brian, who upset Omaha Central in the first round. Um, and Miller North won that 59-47. Uh, Brian just didn't play well enough offensively. Too many turnovers, too many misses. Um, and Miller North kind of took care of business. Derek Rollins really good again. And then in the, the semis, Creighton Prep 69, Millard North 66. Yeah. Uh, again, Prep surviving at the buzzer where they uh, up. So they they go up. So the, the Prep got off to a great lead. They led the entire game until the minute 49 mark. Uh, Derek uh, Rollins gave Millard North the lead in the post, their only lead of the game. Immediately, P.J. Newbel, who I like was 9 for 9 at this point, had not missed a shot, drove. They tried to step up. Uh, to take a charge. He avoided it, finished off the glass to give Prep the lead. They go down. Uh, they try to go back to Rollins, and Dylan Clawson takes the charge uh, on, with Rollins giving him the bump there. Um, again, another call that uh, I'm sure that uh, Miller North fans weren't happy about, but, uh, I mean, it's a heck of a gamble for Clawson in that moment to try to go f- for that, and 
He took it, and they gave him the call, went back down. Clawson drove baseline, put him up three. And so Miller North gets possession last. Turn the ball over. Didn't love it. 9.8 to go, turn the ball over. Prep can't get inbounded, th- throws it long, misses, gives it right back to Miller North on where the sideline. Yeah, where it started, yeah. 9.8 to go. Where, where there was inbounds from. Got it in, and they just could not get a good look off. Rollins ended up fate falling away uh, over Clawson, um, 6-6 or so, long that's, arms. That's where they missed the good dribble drive. Yeah. Um, didn't, didn't come anywhere close, so the prep held on to win that 69-66. Let me ask you something, because we talked about him as a guy potentially the last quarter of last season when prep makes their late season run. We're like, ah, you know, new bills really starting to come into his own and attacking the glass. He would get, they weren't running set pieces for him, but he was making the most of it. Had a good last couple, four or five games for prep. Did you see this coming from him? Uh, not 10 for 10 for 21 points. He did miss a free throw, so not 100% <laughs> for the game. But uh, he's yeah, I a, did not see that He's coming. a quick stick up and off the ground. He's, a, he's like a pogo stick. He's crafty around the rim. He can, he's, you know, he can contort his body. He's, he's, a, he's a good finisher. I wonder how, like, is it sustainable in scouting reports with how he plays? Uh, yeah, and we saw that in the final. Um, I think WS did a much better job defending him. I, I thought Miller North is talented. They've got a lot between decision-making on both ends of the floor. I don't know how many times – like, Joey Richel had 17, 15 in the first quarter. Carson Jones had a couple of big threes. Yeah, just the lulls of – They're helping off shooters one pass away to a drive that isn't even that threatening. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that's the kind of stuff that you can't do multiple times, and it let take, alone – it takes good moments. discipline, too, because instinctively – you, you want to help. It's like you have to know know your audience, yeah. right? Is he really going to go by me, and do I need to help, and where's my other threat? Yes. And then in the first quarter, one for nine from three. Just so many so many shots they settled for where you could have gotten something better. Early clock, pull-up, jumpers, uh, deep contested threes. Like, uh, Miller North, th- th- there's a lot of talent there. Derek Rollins is a monster. Like, I, I, I did not see this coming from him this quickly. I didn't either. I did not think he would be dropping multiple and 2010 his, double-doubles. And his, per- and his personality, in, in our defense, his personality lends you to believe that everything's okay. He stays in neutral, doesn't talk a ton. He's very quiet. He's unassuming, even. Just a just a well, super nice kid. I love his dad, too. I was messing with him on the way into Bellevue U.S., and he's starting to feel really, really good about himself, which is almost in stark contrast to the demeanor that you see on the outside because he doesn't give you much to go on. 26 and 10 in that, uh, the, that uh, semifinal game. So, um, and then so that set up Bellevue West and Creighton Prep in the final. And early on, Prep took a, an 11-6 lead. They led 11-10 after one. Halftime it was 25-21, so Prep still hanging around. And then the third quarter happened. Yeah. As, I, as I'm first, texting, I'm yeah. surprised you replied. O, o for 6 from the field with five turnovers. Yeah. Zero points on their first 11 possessions of the second and half. And Bevy West gets out to the 17-3 run. Yep, 17-3 in the quarter, and the game was over at that point. And then, so at that point, um, Bevy West, they, were, they missed their first 11 threes uh, before Jackson finally hit one. Um, and then in the fourth quarter, the gates just flooded. You, they you, hit four you let them start yeah. feeling good, and it, it can it can get circusy on you are, because they have four or five guys that can get you. Those were scored 12 points, didn't miss a shot in the fourth quarter. I, I think it was something like that, 12, somewhere in that How range. about the floater to end the third quarter? Uh, LeBron makes it look easy. <laughs> 
going left being right-handed. Yeah. How about Josiah going right From using his line using his back. left? Yeah, <laughs> like that was a tough shot. Go uh, try that at home. Those <laughs> are tough. Um, and so, he just yeah. kind of oh by the way it. Yeah. So fourth quarter at that point, like it's thirty point game or whatever, um, and so ball game's over. That it just you got to be able to score the ball against Bobby West, and they just couldn't. And I said going in, I with the way that Bellevue West defends, Prep needs to w- make threes. They need to get looks for for Richo, for Couldn't Jones even get them off to, it, to 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 win games. They don't they don't have again, especially if you really defend Newville's drive well. You've got the help side there at the rim. You've got guys digging in to force turnovers. They can't even get threes off against yeah. Bellevue West because of the way the pressure out on the perimeter. Um, they they shot. Uh, they were. I, I forgot. I got numbers here. I'm not going to waste time to look it up, but th- they didn't make a three in the first three quarters either. Their first three was a bank Big in the fourth <laughs> quarter. <laughs> and then Torn Carter-Brown, freshman, comes in. Uh, How about the subtle shrug when they saw it going? It was like just one yeah. of those nights. And then Carter-Brown knocked down a couple from the, for the corner. Um, he's going to be a pretty good player for them down, uh, down the stretch of his career. Um, just getting some minutes here as a freshman. But, uh, yeah, 66-44 was the final there for, for Bellevue West. And, again, they've outscored teams by basically 30 points a game. Have not that that was their closest margin of victory this season, twenty two points. Mm. Um, so yeah, and Dotsler with twenty, uh, Jackson fifteen, uh, Jacob Rope ten off the bench. Again, that's the thing about this prep team. Robbie Garcia, phenomenal in the first West. three games. Uh, yeah, um, and he he had scored two points. Didn't make uh, really struggled making shots in the final. So you just come in with Jacob Rope, and he gives you ten off the bench. Um, five of eight shooting and two of the misses were dunks. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, really good six boards as well. So like you, you between those two, you're always you're always going to get a good performance between uh, one or the other there. So um, that that was the the Metro Holiday Tournament. I I saw 18 of the the games myself there yeah. at Bellevue West. I had to take off early to go cover the Huskers win down in uh, against Iowa and Lincoln. But a really fun fun few days there there at Bellevue West. Uh, now we got to sprint through the, re- the rest of this year. Um, down to Lincoln with the hack tournament. How about that? I, so, you know what's funny? I, I'll say this real quick because I know we got to go rapid yeah. fire. It's funny how you foreshadow a couple of these things, like as in wait and sees, when I think sometimes definitively you wanted to, you want to say. What would you say about Lincoln High? I really like some of those pieces. They play with good length. They're really starting to figure it out. If they get this, then this is going to happen, right? Like those are the things that were said a couple of weeks ago as we're going into this thing, and it's starting to come to fruition. That is a long – and I know Rich Bowl, one of their administrators, Bowl and Bo, it's just like he's been telling me that this is coming, right, with with these guys – and they, they, I think they're embracing the role. Yeah. Um, no, no upsets in the first round. Uh, second round, uh, they're Lincoln Pius the 10th pulling off the 54-52 win over the top-seeded uh, Lincoln East Spartans. Bank three from Nate Shower at the bucket mm-hmm. at the buzzer, which was his only bucket of the game. Talk about clutch. Um, so that that was the the one upset in the first round. Uh, Lincoln South, Southeast squeaked by Lincoln Northeast 60-59 in overtime. Southwest beat Lincoln North Star 62-53. Good balance. They held North Star to 33% shooting. Um, and then Lincoln High beat Kearney 68-54. Shot 60% from the field. That'll put four do guys it. in double digits. Reminded me of Bellevue West in the semifinals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so hey, feel free to miss one of yeah. those. <laughs> that set up the semifinals. Southeast against Pius. And Southeast won that 61-54. 
uh, held Pius at 35% shooting. Uh, so again, defense getting it done there. And then the other, Lincoln High, 59. Lincoln Southwest, 56. You had Vince Garrett Jr., 18 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists. Um, Bryson Faines, 13 points off the bench. Colin Nick scored 13. Um, and then Southwest, they, they just uh, they had 15 from Rywin Smith, 12 from uh, Braden Frager, but didn't really get much else beyond that. Um, so, again, 59-56, kind of a grudge, uh, little uh, grinder there. Yeah, uh, I was talking to, I was talking to Ryland's dad, and I think the thing for them is with their ball movement, because they have a few options, it's, it occasionally can get a little sticky, and when it does offensively, they, they can bog down because they got, they got some individual firepower. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Um, talked about the start that Chuck Love uh, had gotten off to. Uh, we know Smith has scored a lot of points for them, dished out a lot of assists. Braden Frager is a really talented sophomore. Um, we know what Lucas Helms is capable of. Capable. He's typically a little bit quieter, um, kind of takes more of a back seat with, with that team, be uh, more of a glue guy for them, but he's capable. Um, so they got, they got a lot of pieces, um, but couldn't, couldn't find enough uh, offense in, in that game to, to pull that one out. Um, so set up the final between Lincoln High and Lincoln Southeast, and High pulled it out 58-55. Um, really good game for, from Justin Bolas, 15 points, 70% shooting, six boards. Vincent Garrett Jr. added 14 points, um, hit all six of his free throws. And then Andrew Gaines out of that backcourt. Again, if they get backcourt production, that's, that's, that's when they become tough. Scored 10 points there. Because they're long. Yeah. And they can defend. They can switch. They got 6'4", 6'6", 6'8", 6'8". Garrett's 6'3", six, six or 6'2". Yeah, junior. Long yeah. So, like, they, they can throw out a lot, a lot of size, a lot of athleticism. Um, Lincoln High, they shot 35% from the field and 1 of 10 from 3 and 1 because they went 17 for 20 from, from the, the foul line. line. Uh, Southeast, they, they've got to figure out some things offensively. They, they've been in we've a rut. We've talked about it. They're I averaging just, fit, just under 59 points a game. In their four losses, they're five and four now. In their four losses, they're under 50 points a game. So that's what it comes down to. Like even in these quote, these losses, they're not. It's not like teams are gashing them. I still think it's got to run through Voss now. Whether what they want to do, it's not. It's not our basketball team, but yeah. that seems to be when they're at their best. I I would agree. Uh, I know he's a good player. They've got some options. They've got they've got some good pieces there. They just got to figure out how to be more consistent to to score points when uh, in the biggest matchups. Uh, and credit to Lincoln Pius the tenth uh, in the third game, third place game too, pulled off a uh, fifty two forty four win against Lincoln Southwest. Southwest shot thirty one percent from the field of fifteen turnovers. That so like that one said, su- that one surprised me a little because I've seen Pius twice. Obviously last Saturday against Westside and. I'm surprised offensively that they were able to generate yeah. a – and it was just enough. It was, Again, yeah, it was low points, 50s. But, but that one, that, that's a good win. Yeah. That, that one surprised me a little bit. Yep. So um, maybe there's a bit of let down there, falling the semis. Um, yeah. Credit to Pius for showing up to play in that one. Um, but, Southwest, again, Southwest and Southeast, those are probably the two teams that we thought were the most talented going into the season. Still feel like the town is clearly there. Both teams have a lot of things to figure out here as we head into um, 2023. Especially in those tightly contested games. Yep. Uh, and on the girls' side, again, Lincoln High pulled off the sweep. It was 64-56 over Lincoln Northeast in the final. Um, back and forth, good first quarter for Northeast. Lincoln High answered. Uh, uh, tight in the third quarter and then fourth quarter, uh, Lincoln High tied it up uh, to, to send it to overtime. And then the overtime belonged to them, 16-8 to Lynx. Uh, in, in the overtime. So um, that's, again, you, you mentioned 
the kind of depth and talent uh, on the girls' side, and here we go again. Well, I watched them play Miller North in the exhibition, and I knew that at that point that had been the closest game Miller North had played. I, that backcourt is talented, and they can play. I mean, Coach Kel, she Dominique, she does a really, really good job with basketball fundamentals. I mean, you can just hear her talking the huddles. That's a well-coached basketball team, too. Yep, and so they got talented players there, um, Brianna Robinson, um, handful of players. Oh, she can get downhill. <laughs> uh, so uh, keep an eye out for Lincoln High on both sides. They're making a run here. Um, th those are the two major holiday tournaments. Um, then beyond that, it's kind of all small things uh, all over the place. Uh, probably, uh, I mean, jumping down to Class B real quick, Scott uh, beat Creep by almost 30. Crete, who had not lost to that point, yeah. uh, who is number three in the latest coaches poll for, for Mike Sauter and NEB Preps. A little bit of separation there, right? Because we, <laughs> we know that this next team is we think is pretty good. Yeah, Scott, 6-0. They, uh, they've they got Sioux City West, Roncalli, and Bellevue East coming up this week. They also beat a Maryville team out of Missouri who was 7-1 and one, uh, outside of that game, and they won that game by uh, 26. So, Scott's pretty good. Um, <laughs> and Platteview. Uh, really impressive holiday tournament run here. 81-47 against Elkhorn. And yeah. Elkhorn's got some things to figure out. They got off to Especially a great start. Especially offensively. They've been struggling recently, but 81-47. Like, that's, that's something serious there. 34-11-5 um, uh, from Connor Milliken. Uh, big key to this run, I think, is Trey Moseman coming alive. 12 points, 6 assists. Team shot 10-16 from 3. Followed that up with a 69-53 win against Beatrice, who – they were in a close one with yeah, them. Yeah, that was a slugger, right? Yeah. It was kind of bogged down. That's when Connor Milkins uh, cracked 2,000 points in that game. But 69-53, nothing really to worry about in this one. Moseman, 24 points, 5 of 6 from 3. Milken at 26 and 5, 11 of 18 from 3. Yeah, they're going to get them up. If the, anything less than 16-3 is a game for them, they don't feel good. <laughs> and, and then uh, they beat Plattsmith as well, 78-42. Um, Ezra Stewart scored 24 points. Milliken 19, 10, and 5, and Moseman 13, and 5. So uh, if, if Moseman's shooting the ball well to go with what Milliken's going to give you, and then they get something from a Stewart. Yeah, like, because you've got to figure. you got to figure. Yeah. I was just getting ready yeah. to say, you got to figure Draper's going to chip in as well at some point. Yeah, so they did all uh, really impressive their week without Draper even being a huge part of it. So 7-0 Platteview. It's looking like those are – Far and away the two best teams in B because, again, three is Crete there uh, at 8-1 and one now. Um, they, they destroyed Grand Iowa Northwest, and they, go, they, they host Scottsbluff on Saturday. That'll be an interesting one because uh, Scottsbluff came. Uh, they lost to Bennington, 65-61. Bennington uh, appears to be figuring out the whole basketball-football transition. Five in a row after that 0-2 <laughs> start to the season. Uh, yeah, Trey Bird, Gunnar, Lin Gunnar Lynn, those guys are, are Isaac Connor, well. yeah. Um, York has climbed up to number four. They got 20 points from Ryan Sievers against uh, Hastings St. Cecilia and then got 20 points from Barrett Olsen uh, against Amherst. They're 6-1 and one now um, and got a relatively light schedule this week, so you're looking at potentially 8-1 and one, uh, mo moving forward. So York's uh, having a great season as well at that number four in the poll. Scott's Bluff is five. They make a, a, a trip east here. Uh, they beat Lex Lexington and lost to Bennington last week. Um, they go to Waverly Friday and then Crete Saturday. So that's a big one there uh, for, for Scott's Bluff there, big week, uh, two tough games. And Bennington, they've got Ralston Friday. They've got Platteview mm, – or Ralston that's Tuesday. Good, it's a good week. Platteview Friday and then Blair on Saturday after beating Hastings and Scott's Bluff last week. Uh, and then finally, Roncalli at 7. They're 5-2. and two. They've got that Platteview game. Then they go, they've got Scott 
and then they play a Lafayette team out of Missouri on Saturday. Um, and they, they, but they lost to uh, Fremont Bergen uh, last week and then bounced back to beat Plattsmith. So um, that's where we're looking there. Uh, be a few shout-outs before we go. Um, Valentine sophomore Andon Olson, 40 points on 15 uh, of 20 shooting. Uh, four seven from three, six seven from the free throw line, uh, in a 61-45 win against Hemingford. Lewiston junior Caleb Rule, 39 points on 19 of 25 shooting, nine rebounds in a 69-40 win against Dorchester, and then a huge week from Laurel Concord Colorado senior Jake Rath. Two games, 64 points, 25 of 31 from the field, 13 of 21 from the free throw line. 30 rebounds, including 12 on the offensive end. That'd be hard for me to do by myself, <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll miss quite a few. Two 30-15 games in one week. Uh, that is just absurd, no matter what class that's in. Zero question about it. The big one this week, Miller Northwest side. Uh, a lot coming up next week that we'll, we'll cover. That's Jacob Padilla, I'm ODB. It's Nebraska Preps postgame. A Herd at Sports Network production.